She's a simple creature. Really? I've never heard you say that. <laughs> I know what I like. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. She knows what she likes. This is the Opportunistic Travelers Podcast. Each week, inspiring stories from the everyday experiences of travels around the world. Those stories, those experiences, adapted for audio storytelling from Evo Terra and Sheila D. So, that was Europe. Seven countries visited in 129 days of travel. Now, we could do the math to uncover how many miles we traveled, but there are some other figures we think you'd find more interesting. Ones that have to do with money, not distance. First, the cost of travel. Getting to and traipsing about Europe has to be expensive, right? Not really. When we added up the numbers, our big travel costs, five separate trips by plane and another five unrelated trips by train to different destinations, the total came to $3,600. Yes, for both of us. And yes, that included getting to Europe from America. No, we didn't cash in frequent flyer miles or fly on a friends and family ticket. Sheila's just really, really good when it comes to travel planning. And then there's the cost of lodging. 129 nights on vacation should add up quickly, right? Again, not really. Not when you get rooms the way we do. Unlike train and air tickets, we get a lot of free lodging. 13 of our nights were completely comped, thanks to the conferences that booked us. 32 more nights were free, thanks to friends, old and new, that let us couch surf with them, a night or two here or there, but sometimes for weeks at a time. Thanks again, Jillian. But the bulk of our time, 74 days, was spent house-sitting, free lodging in exchange for watering the plants and feeding a few animals. Easy! That left 10 days, only 10 days, across four months, where we had to pay for a hotel or Airbnb with our own funds. Total cost? Just over $700. That's $70 a night for those 10 days, which isn't a bad price. But if you divide it across the entire 129, it's only five and a half bucks each day. That's a smoking deal. And I think we deserve a beer for our efforts. We took a break from the ungagged conference in London to walk the Beerhead Mile just south of London Bridge. It was only a little after 10 in the morning, and we both still had to function at the conference. So we only hit two breweries, the Colonel, which we knew and loved, and then Brew by Numbers, new to us, but one we quickly grew to love. And this is the, the white IPA? The white. Sure. It's an IPA, uh, but it's made with a bit of wheat, so it just it adds uh, that sweeter green wheat smell you can taste, and it adds it a little more, uh, they take some of the bitterness out, not as tanniny. Uh, it does make it blonder. Just, yeah. Just color. What hops are in this? Don't worry. I'm not going to let Evo make yet another craft beer nerd show. Instead, I want to draw your attention to the accent of Paul, the brew-by-numbers guy Evo's chatting with. He didn't sound like a typical Londoner to me, so I asked the obvious question. I think I like that. I have an off question. Where are you from? So I, I was born in Georgia, in the U.S., I'm American, uh, but I was raised more or less in, between New York and there, so I don't have like a quite an accent. Well, that's I, I why I was... everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they kind of lived here for a couple of years, so it's Okay, I pick bit. up hints of it, 
And then I'm like, but no. Yeah, I get that. I'm on He's clearly like, a Yankee. I'll say, I'll say hi to people and they'll be like, okay, hi, where are you from? <laughs> I, I'm not really even sure so much anymore. <laughs> this is going to be... The question Paul gets a lot, where are you from, is becoming harder and harder to answer for a lot of people. Us, for example. We haven't had the right accent, or simply didn't speak the correct language, for the last five months. It's pretty clear we're not from here, wherever here has been. So we get asked the, where are you from, question quite a lot. It's a hard question for us to answer. Unlike a lot of long-term travelers, we literally have no home to return to. Do we say Arizona, where we lived for the last 18 years? Do we say Oklahoma, where we both grew up? Neither answers seem right, because neither of us really think we're from any one place. Which brings up one interesting thing we've noticed during this European leg of our global adventure, and it really struck me in Milan, Italy. But I figure it's way there overcast. Is the arc? There is the arc. Arco. Yes. Like every town in Europe has one of these arches. <laughs> And a rickety-ass tram line. Yeah. The thing I can say about the city is it looks like Barcelona. It does. Very much so. Which looks a little like Copenhagen. Uh, no, I don't think. Well, some of these streets on this area here look just like the same thing. <laughs> Do you have this little bodegas where you can get... A beer for a dollar. What are you talking about? In Copenhagen, the little... You found a place we can get a beer for a dollar in Copenhagen? Okay, was it more? I don't know. Sheila's misremembering of how expensive beer was in Copenhagen aside, cities in Europe all kind of look alike. And small towns tend to look a lot like other small towns from other European countries. Sure, there are the iconic monuments and features, the Eiffel Tower of Paris or the Pyramids of Egypt, but once you get past the big attraction or some unique geography, you'd be hard-pressed to figure out what city or even country you were in by examining the local mundane architecture. Looking back at all that's happened over the last five months, unexpected doctor visits, kidnapping, close encounters with acts of terror, we really have had a great time touring Europe. Hindsight gives great perspective, and being a couple for close to 30 years helps us as well, as our friend Amanda, an English teacher living in Santiago de Compostela, related in the 30 minutes she was in our lives. Yes, that's right. yeah. Love it. We've <laughs> been together 28 years? 28 years now. Yeah. Um, yes. It's awesome. <laughs> Honestly though, like, I mean, I just met you guys, but the fact that you decided to go on a world, you know, round world trip mm -hmm. together, yeah. you know, says a lot about okay. being together for 28 years. We know. spend 24-7 together now. And I haven't killed him yet. Coming up, a clip from next week's show. And yes, it'll be about Thailand. But first... As we talked about earlier, we struggle with the where are you from question. Chances are, some of you fine listeners do, too. So, tell us how you'd answer the question. And because you'll probably forget to tell us later, 
tell us right now. Whatever you're listening to this show on, assuming it's a connected device, fire up your favorite social media tool and tell us and the world where you're from. Maybe that's where you live. Maybe that's where you grew up. Or maybe it's something else. We're really curious what you think. Just make your post, tweet, status update, picture, or video public and use the hashtag Shivo. That's the pound sign followed by S-H-E-V-O. We'll see it and can join in on the conversation. Hashtag Shivo and tell us where you are from. Do it now. Here's what's on deck for next week. So a question, a question about uh, scooter etiquette. Scooter what? Scooter etiquette. Motorcycle etiquette. Motorcycle etiquette. 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 Yeah. etiquette. All right. The proper it's a way fr- to behave. Wait, yeah, 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 okay. Etiquette's, Etiquette's a French, French word, word, right? Yeah, 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 but I, I was <laughs> okay. expecting it. And we'll probably talk a little about riding in the back of a Thai cop truck or the jungle trail that tried its best to kill us. John Gao from Thailand. We travel the world as the opportunistic travelers, largely because of our generous listeners. People all over the world pledge as little as five bucks a month, and in return, they get a handwritten postcard from us sent from wherever opportunity has taken us every single month. Sign up today at theopportunistictravelers.com slash postcards. We also stay for free most of our journey. No, we're not superstars or anything like that. We eliminate hotel costs and stay in some great cities by house-sitting all over the world. Get our complete list of the actual house-sitting sites we use every day at theopportunistictravelers.com slash stay for free. And stop spending money on hotels when you travel too. Thanks for listening to this episode. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. Our theme music is On the Ground by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. All other sounds, voices, and odd bits you hear were created by us. And this podcast is just the start of the audio, video, images, and written content we're producing as we travel the world. Got an idea on how we could work together? Or maybe a place you'd like for us to visit? Then go to theopportunistictravelers.com and get in touch. Now would be good. <laughs>